Mr. Kane, what's going down? Man, another day in the life, man. How, how's everything up there in the Northwest? Oh, it's a little rainy. It's a little dark. You know, setting the clocks back didn't help things. You know, I know you're out there in sunny Southern California, you know, soaking it all in. But uh, for the rest of us up here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, you know, fall has definitely set in. Yeah, 75 degrees today. Uh, yesterday was 80, 80 degrees. Um yeah, no, nothing of the sort down here, sir. I'm sorry, 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 sorry to bother you. <laughs> um, nonetheless, I'm sure you're seeing some the leaves changing colors, and you're seeing some nice scenery up there, uh, and you do get some fresh air along with the precipitation. So, and enjoy it as you guys typically do. Um, this weekend, you had the Los Angeles Chargers up in town. And uh, I was hoping that Russell Wilson was able to pull the game through. And instead, have you seen him throw a pick uh, six late in the game in the fourth quarter before? Not in the fourth quarter. It looked uh, eerily similar to the pick six that he threw in Chicago a few weeks ago, week two. But um, at the same time, that was a very winnable game. Uh, special teams for the Chargers was horrific. Uh, had the quarterback uh, thrown devil eyes at the kicker. Um, there was definitely some opportunities to win that game. I thought the first drive when they just rammed it down their throat was was definitely impressive. But uh, with the injury to Chris Carson, they just weren't able to maintain it. And they had some chances to win at the end. There was a few drop passes in the third quarter and then you know, once the fourth quarter kind of came around and they were able to get the ball to the one, uh, there was a very critical false start that took the ball back to the six. And then, you know, you throw a pick, not a pick, but, you know, you, you throw an incomplete pass in the end zone. It was tipped, so I can't say that it, it should have been caught, but, you know, that's what happens when you, you bring the, you know, the play down to the very last second and, you know, right. anything can happen, so. Well, they uh... – Good, good job by you by you actually picking San Diego, um, or excuse me, not San Diego, the, the Los Angeles Chargers, your city, uh, yeah, Los Angeles Chargers. You know the mystique and the aura still exist, and just when just when I think uh, highly enough to pick them, they lose, and then when I think low enough to to not pick them they win that the, that mystique continues with them and love the that hate relationship there's no love there just pure hate actually um and i'll just say if i if i may ask or if i may comment on my miami dolphins and in the, in the futility that's going on down there with adam gase in, involved he was brought in as is my understanding he was brought in to be uh, the quarterback whisperer, the QB guru, as he's worked with Peyton Manning in the past. He was a quarterback that uh, he was a quarterback coach that helped Tim Tebow in salvage what we saw out of Tim Tebow got get the best out of him when he led the Denver Broncos to the playoffs. So that was kind of his history. He chose Ryan Tannehill, and it's been regression from Ryan Tannehill was already on the backslide. So I can't blame his, to, his total regression on 
or failures on Ryan Tannehill. But since he's been at the helm, Ryan Tannehill has regret has regressed. Our acute, our quarterback position, I'll say, has regressed. Not necessarily Tannehill, but our quarterback position has regressed. Though Tannehill's been hurt half the time. Um, Matt Moore hasn't improved. It hasn't won any games. And now we're running with Brock Osweiler. Um, that's a terrible situation. And you haven't heard me commented on for weeks because it is a terrible situation. When you're, you have Brock Osweiler leading your team, that's nothing to be happy about. So I'm questioning now Gase, his production, his performance, what's going on. And have you, are you aware of this? Have you seen this? Have you noticed this lack of uh, production and this uh, five and four record that, I mean, they do have a positive, a, a winning record, surprisingly. But um, we were playing the Packers, so we'll be fighting for 500 again after next week, apparently. Well, let, 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 let's reel it back a little bit, Big Cam. A, a few years ago with a healthy Ryan Tannehill, this Miami Dolphin team went to the playoffs. Oh, my God. I mean, unfortunately, oh. you know, with the, uh, with the knee injury, he had to sit out an entire year, and you guys went and uh, rented Jay Cutler to see what he could do for a minute. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, Adam Gase, is, Adam Gase is talented, but, I mean, wow. <laughs> What's he going to whisper in Jay Cutler's ear that's going to make him perform? No one else has been able to do it. Again. He's, had Brandon, he's had Brandon Marshall on two separate occasions and, you know, still you know, can barely make a Pro Bowl. So, I mean, I don't know what he can say to him. And then he thinks he's getting his guy back. Few games into it, he's turned with the, uh, you know, the six eight Brock Osweiler that's been you know cast off from Denver and Houston and Cleveland and Denver again. So I mean, you know, I don't I don't know what you want him to say. I mean, I, I, think, I think certainly if he had more talent at the quarterback position, he you know you would see a little bit more of his results. But I mean, the fact well, that five four is a minor miracle con- considering. What he's what he's the, working with? He, he's the he's the one in control of the talent, though. He's getting rid of talent. He's bringing talent in. You can't find a quarterback. All your years in the league. Um, no. I mean, is it, is it is it just that? Is it just that Cam to go and find yourself a quarterback? All these years in the league, you haven't seen one guy out there that says, "Man, if I had that guy on my team, I could probably do some things." One guy. One. There's he, one, he, one guy. he inherited. He inherited Ryan Tannehill. The next year, Ryan Tannehill got hurt. No, 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 no. I'm not, talking, Ryan I'm, not, I'm not talking about inherit Ryan Tannehill. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. Okay, he had Ryan. You're going to tell me Ryan Tannehill took him to the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> I just have to laugh at that. They went to the playoffs. He was a quarterback. Let's 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 clarify that statement. Okay. He was a quarterback on a playoff team. Okay. Okay. So. You can't find some guy that you're bringing up behind him. Ryan Tannehill is not going to win you. He's not a Super Bowl quarterback. I don't know. He, he can't. The list up in, in the makeup bag he's bringing to Miami couldn't have been that that powerful that he's going to dress him up to be a Super Bowl quarterback. So let's get you, that. You notice, you notice teams don't really do that anymore, right? They don't. They don't really have the guy waiting in the wings. The guy that's waiting in the wings is typically somebody that was a first round pick, okay. and it's just it's just buying their time. They okay. haven't invested in the quarterback position like that because they thought they had a quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. He hasn't played in two years. He hasn't played in two years. He didn't play last year. He did not play last year. He, didn't play last- he, 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 didn't, he wasn't ready. He played early in the season, did he not? What? The history of quarterbacks and knee injuries, the guy's going to take two years to be back to him true self. 
why not get somebody in there, not Brock Heisweiler, somebody who can actually present some a threat to the opposing team, and you guys can do some things on the offensive side of the ball. That's why not get somebody in there. Brock Osweiler isn't a long time, uh, long term answer. Ryan Tannehill isn't a long term answer. He's proved to you that he's, i.e., injury prone. Number one, and we all know he can't get the job done. So, uh, I, I'm I'm underwhelmed by Adam Gase and his and his his production thus far. Um, and though the team is 500 right now, there's nothing uh, really positive I can say about my Dolphins right now. So moving on, uh, the Saints and the Rams played a hell of a game. Uh, Michael Thomas, I think, pulled off the uh, the perfect uh, celebration at the perfect time. Going up by ten kind of allowed him to kind of get away get away with that. But that was a hell of a game. Um, were better win for the Saints or worse loss for the Rams? Oh, definitely a better win for the Saints. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams were definitely full of themselves, feeling extremely confident, um, winning games by large margins. Um, and this was a test for them. They hadn't really been tested. Uh, they, they came to Seattle and won a game. Well, they were that, was a, that was impressive, but it, it wasn't nearly the, uh, the heavyweight uh, bout that the Saints were. And I guess – the other reason that I would say that it's a, it's a better win for the Saints is because I am not sure what is going on with the uh, Los Angeles Rams defense. I mean, it, it, it's star-studded. It's extremely expensive. Right. But they seem to put up quite a few points to, uh, to a lot of teams. I, I don't see them in the uh, top upper echelon of the, uh, of the league in, in any particular category other than Aaron Donald is just being the beast, quite possibly will be the defensive player of the year. But – Again. At the same time, it, it, it's not that big of a deal to score to put thirty on them, and the and the Saints put forty five on them. So well, uh, that that has, that has to be concerning, kind of going down the stretch. Sometimes your biggest, um, you know, the best off the the best defense is good offense, right? And so they obviously had that have that. So um, that's what they're leaning on. But you're you're what you're saying is not incorrect. That is. A, that is concerning because I expected a little bit more from the Rams defense going into it. I expected them to definitely be able to stop the run one, uh, and they haven't been doing that thus far throughout the year, the, throughout the season. Um, and that's because the linebackers is a questionable position for them. We knew that going in on paper. Uh, but, yeah, teams being able to go deep on them is, is, <laughs> and, and go for 70 uh, untouched, I mean – I, I didn't expect to see that, and and they were picking on, you know, who you would think is their best guy. Um, so maybe it's the scheme way Phillips needs to kind of reconsider, and is is to leave the to leave that much better than uh, Peters, and um, and, and that that's messing up the the scheme that uh, Phillips had in mind. Oh, I I don't know what it is, but we'll we'll, we'll see uh, when I get up there, get a chance to see them in a couple of weeks. Uh, what what's really going on? Um, but yeah, that, I thought I, I agree with you. That was definitely um, a great win for the Saints, um, as we predicted. A better win for the Steelers, or the, or worse win for the Ravens. I we I think we both predicted the Steelers to win that game. So, um, Steelers look like they're back on track, right? 
Oh, much better win for the Steelers. As I told you going into this game, what it was going to be like and what it was going to look like in the fact that I didn't think that they were going to be able to um, rebound from the extra point miss that kind of sent the whole season for the Ravens into a spiral. So um, I don't really see them much of a factor. I know they have the bye week. They're not practicing and all that. So I think it was just the Steelers taking care of business and getting on to the very next game. And uh, we'll see how it goes from there. But uh, definitely a better win for the Steelers. Not a surprising loss from the Ravens. And the Falcons and the Skins. Um, A lot of people are saying the Falcons are back. They figured things out. Um, I'll wait to see this happen. I mean, they should have beaten the Skins. they were playing in Washington. Um, we both took, we both took the skins, and the Falcons uh, actually ended up winning that game. Right? That was a better win. Indeed, that was that was definitely a better win for the Falcons. Yeah, we got to make a correction there. Um, I gave us both both points there for a win in in that one there. So I'll make a correction and have our staff get back to you on that. Give you a correct and updated spreadsheet. Nonetheless, the Falcons pulled a game out. I and I predicted, I predicted the um, Skins to win that game. I thought they were going to run more. I thought their I thought their ball control offense was going to uh, be able to slow the game down, and they they were going to get a W. But your boy only ended up with thirty yards in the game. You want to talk about that? Sure. I mean, as with anything, you can't put an entire loss on one particular individual. Oh, I mean, he doesn't call the plays. No, I'm not blaming him for the loss. So, you know, Adrian just does what he does. And given the opportunity, he's going to break. But he just wasn't put in the right situations. Well, that, that, that's, that's not his call. All he can do is do what he can when called upon. And he wasn't called upon enough in that game. Well, th- and he got, got kind of, you know, out of hand, a little bit out of control for him. Well, three of their offensive linemen went down, so that's going to actually impact their running game, obviously, and, and their passing game. So it kind of made it tough for them to go. And then Atlanta is um, – they've been on a run now where they think they won their last two or two or three games. So uh, they are getting better. Um, Atlanta hasn't been playing that well, and, and Washington, as I expected, would kind of slow the game down, as I mentioned, and, and get, a, get a W here. Um but they got they got taken advantage of by Calvin Johnson going over the top, and uh, another one of your young cats going over the top. I think uh, Ridley got in the end zone as well. So good job by Atlanta by coming back and winning that game, kind of revolving their season, if you will. Um, now the other game we're looking at. Well, let's take a break here. <clears throat> Uh, the people at What's Good in Sports want to want to talk to you, talk to the fans, and make sure you guys tune into the website. Every Cleveland, have you seen the What's Good in Sports website? Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Lots of uh, positive stories and lots of great content. Um, the people they told me uh, personally, make sure you guys go visit the website. So please, when you get a chance after the show, check out What's Good in What's Good in Sports dot com website. All right, Mr. Cleavon. Yes, sir. 
confidence picks. Fifteen out of fifteen. Um, I'm I was I'm on my way back, man. I'm only down a couple picks. So as soon as you slip up, uh, the pressure's on you. Uh, we both had Minnesota. Um, I had Miami. You had Minnesota. Actually, I Minnesota two. You had San Francisco. Carolina at three. Carolina's looking pretty good, actually. Uh, you had Chicago at three. You had Carolina at four. We both had KC at five, and then I had New England. Um, we know that we know the results of that game. So uh, correction was made. Correction was made on the stats here. You did win the week. 11 out of 13, correct. I had 10 out of 13, so you win the picks. Uh, picks against the spread, we're both 100%. Good work out of you. Now uh, you got to do it three weeks in a row before we give you any props for that because you're still behind me, uh, 74, 74% to 55%. And then uh, picks, uh, total picks, I'm behind you by just a smidge, sir. Mm-hmm. Just a smidge. Just as much. So, um, yeah, good games this week, man. I thought uh, I was surprised by the Cowboys. I didn't see any, not one moment of the Cowboys in the Titans game. Um, was it a good game? Titans, uh, I had Dallas, Tennessee, good call on you. Tennessee pulled that out. Um, Dallas, man, they're in complete disarray. I figured coming off of uh, a bye, getting some new toys, their offense would be energized. They'd be raring to go. And, um, they put up 14 points against the Titans. I mean, I know Titans have a decent defense, but wow, what what, what can you tell me about that game? What excited? Uh, what do you? What excited you about that game, if anything? I can't say that anything really excited me about that game. I would say that I was uh, impressed or surprised with the fact that the Tennessee Titans were able to put up, like you said, uh, 28 points which is about 10 points more than you really can really can credit for typically. Uh, and they won a lot of field goal <laughs> contests. They won a lot of 16 to seven games. So the fact that they were able to put 28 up uh, in Dallas or, uh, you know, Terry world is uh, somewhat impressive. I mean, you know, Mariota's not a great fancy quarterback, but you know, he's gritty gutty when he has to make plays, he can, uh, you know, Amari Cooper, you know, in his debut did catch a touchdown, but, at the same time, uh, like you said, it looks a little dysfunctional over there um, in Cowboy Land, and I'm not quite sure what the answer is, and if they really, you know, have any solutions for the the downward spiral that's starting to occur. Uh, that is probably coaching and what they want to do with it. That's going to be their solution. How they handle how they end up handling that that uh, situation there. Um, the Packers and the and the Patriots, I. You know, was uh, chilling at the in the Staples Center, um, actually watching um, the Lakers get drubbed, and trying to watch uh, watch the Packers and the Patriots game there. And I don't know, although there was a little too much talk going into the game about the quarterbacks and the comparison between the two. Um, but what were your thoughts on the on the Patriots games? I mean. Um, I remember, if I remember correctly, you were kind of high on the 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 now running back for the Patriots. Um, um, yes, yeah, Sonny Michelle. Unfortunately, he wasn't in the lineup, 
and neither was Rob Gronkowski, which makes the win extremely impressive for the Patriots. I mean, considering I really, again, this is the second, uh, this is the second grudge game for Aaron Rodgers in, in almost as many weeks. So, you know, I, I know he gets up for these kind of games, these kind of cat challenges and, you know, the, the big stage. So I was expecting a tad bit more out of him, but the fact that the Patriots were able to put 31 on him without Sonny Michelle and Gronk and, you know, the other receivers, you know, somewhat pedestrian. Josh Gordon just kind of get back into the flow. Edelman just kind of getting back into the flow. You know, James White kind of, you know, doing his thing and poor man, Sonny Michelle. So the fact that they were able to win that game and hold him off was uh, was impressive to me. Well, the, the, the way that they use their players um, and, you know, Bill Belichick at work, uh, again, the way, the way he uses his players and how they take the receiver, put him in the backfield, and now the receiver who, who has trouble catching, honestly, and who's a better kick returner than he is a receiver. So it doesn't make – it's not – it's obviously not a dumb move. I'm having a brain fart on, on the receiver's name. <laughs> it's Corderell it's Patterson, and he's doing that little uh, jet sweep to perfection. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of annoying, to be quite honest with you, because two weeks ago, when my guy, Sonny Michelle, should have been getting those carries, actually he was hurt that game, but he was the Patriots' leading receiver. And I actually had put in Kenyon Barner, because I thought he was going to be Sonny Michelle's replacement. They gave all the carries to Corderell Patterson. And no, they've been running him out the backfield. They had he left, he left the team in rush. They had him in I formation last week. They had him, they had him in I formation. So it tells you that not, not only are they desperate for uh, a running back, but there's good use of your talent that they have on their on their squad. So I'll give I'll give Bill Belichick credit for that. There. Um, another. Uh, what else, what else caught your eye um, last week? Uh, last week, I was definitely impressed with the way the 49ers took care of business over the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders are just a a sinking ship. I mean, it seems like they're just angling for the number one pick. And I don't even know that this draft is deep enough to do that. I mean, last year you had your, you know, you were top heavy with your Darnolds and your Mayfields and your Saquon Barkleys. But this year, I haven't really heard anyone really stick out I know on the defensive side of the ball there's a you know there's a few marquee players coming out but it seems like they need more help at the skill player positions and I don't know if this is the is the is the year to tank but uh I was surprised that the 49ers with the the third string quarterback were able to just you know throttle them 34 to 3 like that and and, and, uh, so I wonder is is are the 49ers that good or is, excuse me, not let, let me re, let me retract that. Is a third string quarterback that good, or are the Raiders have the Raiders packed it up at, at week eight of the or week nine of the NFL season? That's what we'll see, and that's a question to be answered as we move further along in the season here um, going forward. Uh, this week we have some good games coming up. Um, you, you listed a few games that you're looking forward to see. And I agree with you on the Panthers and the Steelers. Um, that should be a good game to to watch. Um, Cam Newton, I, I'm picking Cam in that game. 
But uh, and you got the Steelers. Why explain why you picking the Steelers over the Cam Newton because they're at home? Uh, number one, they're at home, and number two, uh, I think the Panthers are, you know, kind of feeling themselves after that last victory, and you know, kind of, you know, how Cam does, you know, like like when they're too good, um, they, they they start to get a little bit too confident, and um, they kind of get away from themselves a tad bit. They almost need to, you know, their their backs to the wall and facing adversity, and nobody likes them and not respecting them to kind of play their best ball and. I think the the Steelers are impressed with the way that they've been able to weather the uh, the storm. A lot of the uh, you know noise and you know quote unquote dysfunction that was supposedly happening after week two, and you look up and you know they're uh, they have the third best record in the uh, AFC. So you know I think they want to continue on the on the path that they are, and I think that they're they understand kind of the uh, wake up call they had early. And if they don't continue to play well, Cincinnati's not too far off their heels. And that kind of brings me around to uh, another point. Uh, perhaps I didn't mention this game, but as I'm kind of doing a little bit of, you know, impromptu research here, Cam, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that probably the biggest game of the week is going to be the Saints going to Cincinnati. Well, interesting. You used to say that. Interesting, you should say that. I have that on my on my side of the board, actually. Um, uh, so, but since you brought that up, yes, I do believe in kind of looking at it. Cincinnati, they're they're at home. Um, the Saints coming off a big, big, tremendous win. Let's see where their heads at. And Cincinnati has a sneaky good defense and could put points up on the board if you let them. So this should be uh, a game. In the 30s, probably a 35-38 game, uh, or excuse me, 31-38 game, something like that, last quarterback with uh, last possession wins. That's that type of football game with the defense uh, making a play or two on each side of the game. So that was a good call by you. I actually do have that listed on my um, listed as well. I actually have as well as I have the Seahawks and the Rams. Um, the Rams coming off a loss. Or, or, or a little upset. Um, I, I was actually at a function the other day, and um, you know, they're 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 confident in the way that they came back. Um, they are confident in the way they came back, and they're confident that they can get healthy against the Seahawks. Is the way they kind of put it. And I was at uh, Chuck Gurley did a taste for the Rams, where it had a lot of a, a fundraiser for a fundraiser for the food bank here, a local food bank here in Los Angeles. Um, I was actually looking for the document that I had, but <clears throat> Taste of LA, the regional food bank that they were fighting hunger to give hope for LA food bank, lafoodbank.org. You can get more information on that. <laughs> Mr. Cleveland, you want to take a moment to talk about Euphoria, the brand that's uh, hitting the racks of the Northwest at a rapid speed, sir? Absolutely. Uh, Very excited about some of the new and fresh designs that we're coming up with, um, getting ready for the uh, Christmas holiday season here. 
looking forward to seeing some of the uh, t-shirts and beanies and dad hats on a lot of our fans and uh, supporters out there. So definitely be on the lookout for uh, new euphoria gear very shortly. Uh, we, we will do, and we'll be expecting some new euphoria gear down here in the Southland, sir. Um, Appreciate the love, sir. Invitation they put on with Todd Gurley, Tyler Higby, several other um, players from the Rams that were there in attendance. Actually, some good food. It was it was pretty good, pretty cool event. When Todd Gurley got on the mic and he talked about. How they how they're anxious to come back, but I think the Seahawks on the other side of the ball, after having that loss that that kind of hurt them, not only losing last week, they should be looking to rebound. But the loss they just lost to the Rams, and if they come can come down here with that same motivation and that same hunger, um, that should make for a really good game. Even though it's an eight and one team versus a four and four and four team, it's an inner division rival. And that should make for a good game. What do you think about that? Well, I think if the uh, Seahawks were a little bit healthier, I would be a little bit more optimistic about it. Uh, I do want to see if they are able to get uh, the Oakland Raider cast off Bruce Irvin off of uh, the waiver wire. If so, I think that changes the, uh, the dynamics dramatically. Um, he, he is the guy that plays in the flat and, and he's the one that takes those, uh, you know, could be 13, 14 yard screen passes and he makes them two, three yard gains. Uh, I think that if he's at the top of his game, I don't think he's going to be at the top of his game, but I mean, if he's playing well, I think he does a lot to neutralize uh, Gurley in the passing game and definitely help with the pass rush. So uh, not saying that I think the Seahawks are going to win this game because I don't, and not quite sure if uh, Chris Carson's going to be able to play. I believe he's out. So that leaves the uh, the running game to Mike Davis and uh, the first-round pick Rashard Penny. Not a whole lot of confidence in the two of them. But at the same time, you know, this might be one of those games where Russ has to break out and do a few more things than he's used to doing the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, it's possible anything can happen. But, you know, given the fact that the Rams are coming off of a loss uh, and, and want to maintain that uh, – you know, era of inferiority, so to speak. Um, I definitely think that they're going to come out with the victory. Yeah, I got. I have. Um, I have I definitely have the Rams winning. But as we talked about earlier, um, they do have a propensity propensity to give up uh, yards on a run, so yards on the ground. So we'll see um, what happened. So did just an update? Did Bruce Irvin did he sign with the Seahawks? He has not yet, but uh, speculation up here in the 206 is that it is imminent. Um, he needs to work somewhere, right? And why not work for uh, your old team and your old defensive coordinator and, uh, you know, kind of the, the ones that brought you up, so to speak? Okay. Um, it says here the Falcons, six hours ago, the Falcons were looking at picking him up. They might be as well. I mean, Dan Quinn is also was uh, – a was up here uh, when he was in his infancy, you know, kind of getting his sea legs. So, you know, man, he might decide to keep, take it down to the ATL as well. But uh, as as uh, early as two hours ago, the uh, Hawks were supposed to be the front runners. Never can't tell with these things, you know, but 
that's how that's that was word on the street up here in the two hundred six. Okay. Well, another uh, you got a couple of interdivision rivals that you you have also pegged for your um, games of the week is the Jags and the Colts, uh, which I can see it being a decent game. I don't, I wouldn't. Uh, I think the Seahawks and the Rams would be a better game, but I can understand the interdivision rival, the competition between the two, three, and five teams. I, I'm picking the Jags. You're picking the Colts. I, I don't know. Yeah, I was actually, I was actually kind of surprised with that, Cam. I was trying to give your uh, your guy a little bit of a plug, you know, give him a little bit of a break to, you know, to rest the arm a tad bit, and you know, give him the opportunity to put that final nail in the coffin of what the hell happened to the Jacksonville Jaguars this season. You know, going from uh, beating the Patriots to three and six, and you know, wow. You know, get 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 your scout team out to those bowl games and see uh see who's going to be our top ten pick next year. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's not what they're anticipating for sure, and not what I was expecting of them as well. See, maybe this is my uh, Super Bowl prediction pick. I'm hoping that these guys get it turned around and they can get on a little run here. And is and, and it's getting late for that. If if they're if they're going to do it, it's going to happen have to happen now. And and I'm looking at the defense, one defense versus the other defense. Now, again, the defense is going to have to get it together sooner or later, and the Colts' defense don't really scare me much at all. So um, I, I think the Jags, uh, and Fournette, I believe, is playing this week. So I'm expecting a little, I'm expecting the Jags to pull it. Pull. Oh, he's he's going to play the first quarter. That's cool. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, he might play a little bit. So we'll, we'll see. He's going to play that first quarter. Wow. Okay. <laughs> And then you have the Cowboys and the Eagles. Now, again, another division rival. I, I can clearly understand the competition, but what do you think about uh, – what excites you about this game? Why are you looking forward to see the, the way this turns out? Again, that nail in the coffin. They, they, they're going to put it into the Dallas Cowboys season very early. So all that speculation around uh, Jerry World starts very early. What is the coach going to do? He's, he's giving Dak – Prescott, you know, some support to this point, but uh, once he realizes that he's not going to make the playoffs again this year, um, that's going to be that's going to be a tough pill to swallow. I mean, with all these games left to just answer all these questions. I mean, we're only halfway through the season, and you know, the Cowboys' season is basically over. And in addition, let's see how uh, Carson Wentz uses this new toy that he, he uh, recently got in trade called uh, Golden Tate. Yeah, good call. That'll be that'll be very interesting to see how Golden Tate is used in in Philadelphia. Um, they like to go upfield. Carson Wentz loves to pass. Their running game is is not what it was last season. So they're going to look to Golden Tate to the short yardage game to be the running game for them. Um, so your uh, good call there. That'll be pretty. You know, I can see that how the, uh, the how that inner division game could be very interesting to see. Um, uh, and going into the next week, looking at the schedule, I think the Skins and the and the Buccaneers could be a pretty good game. Um, I don't think the Skins are that much. They have a five and three versus a three and five record. I don't think the Skins are that much better than them, um, but they have a better record, so I can see that be pretty competitive. And then the Bears, kind of the same two teams with the same similar records. The Bears playing the light, or the Lions going to Chicago to play the Bears. I think that's another game that could be uh, pretty competitive going into this week there. Um, your thoughts on either one of those games, or do you see another game on the schedule? 
No, I definitely think that uh, the Bears-Lions game will be competitive. I actually have uh, Detroit win that game. Uh, I think they've been embarrassed the last couple of weeks and are definitely looking to uh, to bounce back with that. So, yeah, that's definitely one of the ones that uh, I would say take a good, a good gander at, take a good look. And as I look at the picks against the spread and then the picks, I'm going down your list of picks. I mean, you're, you're giving me my, here's my opportunity to come, to come up right here. You picked um, Indianapolis to beat Jacksonville. I mentioned why I don't think they're ready for it. And then you're going to take Cleveland over Atlanta. I mean, that's a give, that's a give me right there. I, I, and I'll take every one of that one. Every time you slip up, man, that's points for me. So Cleveland over Atlanta, you want to explain that a little bit? For sure. So they had a, they had a chance to kind of you know feel things out a little bit, uh, the last game, um, kind of get, you know, kind of get their new feel for the new coach and kind of their philosophy. And you know they're going to have a week to kind of you know work out the kinks, man. I mean, you know, it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a terrible loss, considering you know you know who the uh, Cleveland Browns are and what they've kind of were going through. So, you know, I think there's definitely some room to uh to grow there. So they're. I, I don't think that. So they're, I mean, they're going to come back. And to, beat. Truth, truth, truth be told, they were playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and they kind of looked all right at times. You know, they looked like they weren't really scared of them. You know, a, a few knockout blows from you know Mahomes, you know, definitely hurts. But you know, they kind of have an identity. Okay. You know, uh, what's uh, their identity? What's their identity? I'd like to know. Well, are they a run team? Is it Baker Mayfield? They're they're they're, they're going to run the ball with with the chubby guy. They're they're gonna they're gonna use Duke Johnson Jr., which was my uh surprise fantasy football pickup of the week. Thanks so much. Got me with those twenty eight points. They're gonna throw to Callaway a little bit. They're gonna throw to the tight end, and they're gonna play tough defense. They're gonna play Greg Williams defense, and they're gonna be in some games that you're surprised that they're in. This is gonna be one of those games. Okay. All right. We'll we'll see how that breaks down. Like I say, I'm I'm, I'm gonna come up. So okay. in addition, in addition. The Falcons are out here in the cold. They're in the elements. You know how Matt Ryan is in the elements, man. You know how Julio Jones is in the elements, man. Oh, here you go. Here you go. You It's November. Okay. It's November all of a sudden, Playboy. It's November all of a sudden. They're not in the Mercedes Benz town. Okay. You love bashing on the Bama players, though. Every week you take a shot at some Bama player. Every single week. Um, no, Julio Jones is my number one Alabama player. He's the only one that gets a pass. What are you talking about? You just... the only, he is the only Alabama player that gets a pass. Okay. All right. We're not going to go into that subject much more. You bet you keep banging on those guys. You touched on it, man. Yeah, you started it. This, this, week, this week, you got Philly. Philly, they're playing the Cowboys. You got... Uh, my Dolph- Dolphins losing to Packers. Um, and as your confidence picks, I'm going through. Kansas City, they're playing. Who is Kansas City playing? The Cardinals? Yeah, that's the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. Chargers. The Chargers in New England. Uh, Chargers playing the Raiders. New England playing. Who are they playing? Patriots. They are Titans. Yeah. Yeah. So I got KC. I got KC on the board. I got. The Rams, the Chargers at four, the Rams at three. That could go, that should be switched around actually. And then Carolina at two. I'm pretty confident Carolina going to beat up on 
um, the Steelers. And they play. They play. They play Thursday. That'll be a good game. And then I have uh, Carolina win that game. And then I actually going with the biplanes to to beat up on somebody. Um, the Bills. I get, I'm giving them a point. Let's see. If, uh, the Bills are that are that stinky. So, um, who you say you picked up? Duke Johnson was your fantasy pickup of the Duke week? Johnson Jr. Yeah, yo, for sure was the pickup of the week. I don't see how unless you picked up the uh, you know, Chicago Bears defense. I don't see how you could have had a bigger impact of a player, really. Yeah. Um. I well, I had Allison. Um. I needed a receiver in my PPR league, so Allison got me twenty points. Um, and then he's a mainstay now. He's he's grow he's growing up. So I needed a receiver, and hopefully he can um, hopefully he can give me some wins here late in the season. Give me some points at that number three receiver position that I need so ever so desperately. Um, Mister Cleavon, where can the people find you? What's your Twitter handle? Uh, my Twitter handle is at Cleavy Wonder. That's C L E A V I E Wonder W N D E R. Uh, and they can find me. You guys can find me at What's Good in Sports dot com or at What's Good in Sports or What's Good in Sports dot com. As I mentioned, Voice of the Fans on IG. Are you on IG, Mister Cleavon? Instagram? I am not. It is, it is strictly a Twitter handle. Okay, well, that, that's that's where you can find us, Mr. Cleavy Wonder. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for adjusting your schedule, man. I got an engagement tomorrow evening. I won't be able to record at the regular schedule time, but thank you for your participation. Thanks for adjusting your schedule. We Week 10 is coming up this week. Enjoy the football games, big guy, and then we'll talk to you soon. Right on, Pearl. Looking forward to it. All right, talk to you, big guy. Thank you. That's what's good in sport.